Hi guys, first things first, I want to apologize for the slightly less good audio quality of this episode. I didn't notice my mic was on the wrong setting when I was recording this. My sincerest apologies. Next week we'll be back to my crystal clear audio. Only God half a heart to give Cause the other part got broken when I was a kid and I wish I could put my heart on the shelf But it's hard to give it to someone When I don't love myself before I let past Jasmine take it away, I'm just present Jasmine here, reminding everybody that Patreon subs have more fun. So if you want to be part of the Patreon party and get exclusive things that only the Patreon party members get, then go to the Patreon link in the description here and you'll get bonus episodes every single week as well as other fun perks. Welcome home, everybody. I'm Jewish Jasmine T, and this has helped me name this podcast. Today, we're going to be going over the next part of the Incel Dictionary. This is part two of two of going over the Incel Dictionary. Um, I went through A through R of the dictionary in part one, and today we're going to be doing S through Z. And we're also going to be discussing how the internet has reacted to my talking about the subject. It's been mostly positive, but there's been one really interesting response that we'll get into later. Um, and I won't do any lollygagging around. Let's just get into the dictionary. Um, so we left off on, let's see here. We left off on the term rope, which um, directly inciting suicide on r slash brain cells which we also discussed what that is in part one if you haven't listened to part one of the incel dictionary episode then i would recommend listening to that before this but um we left off on rope and you're not allowed to directly talk about suicide on r slash brain cells but it is a cultural trope within the incel community um the suicide rate among incels is very very high uh, so they do talk about it a lot, but you're not allowed to say the word suicide directly. So one of the terms they use is rope, and that's in reference to, you know, um, suicide by hanging. So that's where we left off. Um, the next letter we move on to is S. And the first thing we will talk about in the S category is Stacy. Now, we talked about the term Chad in part one, and Stacy is the female counterpart to Chad. So... Stacy is used to denote women who has, sorry, uh, Stacy is used to denote a woman who has sex with a lot of men, usually chads, um, and is stereotypically airheaded, unintelligent, beautiful, and promiscuous. As other terms used to describe women, Stacy, um, femoids, uh, sorry, Stacy demeans them. I, I described that really badly. Let me try again. So, Stacy is a term used to describe beautiful women who they see as being unintelligent because of their beauty. Um, and they think that beautiful women only sleep with men who treat them badly. And they sleep with these men because of their jawlines and body structure. Um, it's a pretty ridiculous statement. I mean, obviously, physical attraction has a lot to do with, you know, falling in love for some people, for a lot of people. Um, 
but not all people even there's a lot of like asexual and, and aromantic people um I've talked to who specifically hate the term um Stacy and the connotations that come around with it because they identify as female and they also identify as you know not just not just not caring but not caring to a point of it not even being within the realm of thought for them to um, look at somebody sexually. There's a lot of reasons that categorizing women as Stacy's um, is insane. But I mean, we could go over that all day. Honestly, I might circle back to it. But they basically think that Stacy's and Chad's are the reasons that they can't have sex. Um, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, the next term that we're moving on to is SUI, and that is spelt S-U-I. Um, and this just means suicide. It's just shorthand for suicide. Again, you can't directly say the word suicide on r slash brain cells or, you know, any places where incels communicate on the internet. Um, so SUI is another way of them getting around that. The next one is a form of gatekeeping within the incel community. Um, and for those of you who don't know, gatekeeping is when a person who is part of a subsection community on the internet um, gatekeeps who and who is not truly a part of that community. So you could be like a huge Taylor Swift fan and be like, if you don't like Taylor Swift's first album, you're not a true Swifty. You're not a true Taylor Swift fan. Um, so that's gatekeeping. Uh, there's lots of, I mean, that one's a pretty harmless one, obviously, but there's some pretty harmful ones. There's people who like gatekeep mental illness. Like, oh, if you don't have this symptom of ADHD, you don't have ADHD. Like, mm, well, that's not, that's not how psychology works. That's not how diagnosis works. Um, there's some things that you can't gatekeep. I, I, like, obviously don't support the gatekeeping of most things, but gatekeeping mental illness is my biggest one. Anyways, um, true cell is an incel form of gatekeeping. So true cell reflecting, um, debates around authenticity and purity of the incel label. This is used to denote somebody who is really an incel. This might mean they can have never kissed or touched a woman, or that they genuinely could not have sex even if they tried. Um, this is in contrast to vol cell, which means voluntarily celibate. So they're basically saying that if you've ever kissed or touched a woman, some incels don't think you're a true cell, which is what this term is used for. Um, some incels think that um, if you know that you could have sex if you tried to, or you feel you could have sex if you tried to, then you're not a true cell. <sighs> this is, I mean, it's so hard to not say this after every single definition. This is fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> you being one person deciding whether or not somebody else is part of a group of thousands of people alone is insane, but using using such like unnecessary qualifiers for that i mean they have to have never kissed or touched a woman you can kiss and touch a woman and still be celibate kissing a woman is not sex touching a woman is not sex 
So even in even in their own definition, it doesn't make sense. Um, now for the next term, I'm gonna say a racism warning, um, trigger warning. The next definition is racist. Um, the next definition is Tyrone. So we've talked about chads, and Tyrone is the um, version of Chad that is a black man. So chads are white men only, and they categorize black men who act and look like chads as Tyrones. It's disgusting. Um, used to degrade a black man who is a Chad equivalent, though usually also with racist and classist overtones. Tyrone might cuck you, but Stacy will ultimately leave Tyrone for Chad because Chad is white, and incels believe that women will always prefer white men because the power and status they hold. There's a lot to go over there. So let's start with um, Chad equivalent. Um, saying that a black man and a white man who, in their eyes, have all the exact same personality traits are not the same type of person just because of their skin color is fucked up enough. Um, but it also has racist and classist overtones. So, for example, uh, Obama wouldn't be a Tyrone because he's educated and wealthy. Tyrones need to be to an incel. Um, this poor but attractive black man who will cuck you. Um, we talked about cuck in the first episode um, where <laughs> incels think that if they, you know, give in to what they think is an ugly woman and settle down with a woman they think they deserve better than, which is disgusting. Um, they think that they'll eventually be left for a Chad, but that before that, she will cuck you with a Tyrone, which means she's not even trying to hide it. Um, she talks about him and maybe even makes you watch the Tyrone have sex with her. Um, then it says, you know, Stacy will ultimately leave Tyrone for Chad. So what incels think will happen if they marry a woman or, you know, settle for a woman uglier than them is what they think. They think that Stacy will cuck them with a Tyrone and then leave the Tyrone for a Chad. So they think no matter what happens, every woman that they find desirable will end up with a Chad. And every woman they find desirable, they label as a Stacy. So they're kind of cock blocking themselves there. Um, and then as for they will leave Tyrone for Chad because Chad is white. Incels believe that women will always prefer white men because of the power and status they hold. Um, this is a great indicator of exactly how um, white supremacy is so prevalent in the incel community. And that is something I will circle back to when I get to the reaction of the internet. Uh, because the incel sympathy and the incel sympathizers... I think I can understand being a young teenager or a, a, a tween and looking at these men and seeing the high suicide rate and thinking, you know, oh, they're mentally ill um, and not digging much deeper into it and thinking, oh, I won't criticize them because they're clearly mentally ill. Once you dig deeper, you see that 
they mask their hatred with mental illness and that they don't want to commit suicide out of mental illness most of the time. They want to commit suicide because deep down they know what a horrible person they are. We'll circle back to that. Um, vol cell, which we talked about briefly before, means voluntary celibate. A man who could have sex. Incels use this as a gatekeeping term to indicate men whom they think are objectively not an incel. It's also used to describe MGTOW and similar men who choose not to associate with women. There is an overtone of derision? Derision? derision, I can't read, I'm sorry, in the word as incels tend to see sex as a privilege and a need and not something to be thrown away if it is possibly for a man. Um, I mean, that last part is interesting. They see sex as a privilege and need um, and not as something to be thrown away. So voluntarily celibate men are men who, you know, have had sex before or are, you know, to the media, good-looking, and just choose not to have sex, a lot of times a incel will try and label someone as a volcel, and then the man will, you know, punch back with why that's not true, and what about them women refuse to date them because of, and then, you know, the original incel calling them a volcel might back down. They might go, oh, well, I'm a wrist cell. You know, the circumference of my wrist is the reason that women won't have sex with me. So, obviously, the term voluntarily celibate, celibate um, has a lot of debate within it. You know, what is voluntary? That goes for anything. That goes for any realm of life. What is and isn't voluntary? You know, is any decision you make voluntary? Do you really feel like any decision you've made in your life has been voluntary? I personally don't. Um, but you know, that's just me. Um, and now that we've covered vol cell, I've hinted at the next term, which is wrist cell. So a wrist cell is a man who is an incel because of the circumference of his wrists. Aw, baby. Again, this is a relatively immutable quality, much like other aspects of bone structure. It is seen as an unchangeable marker of genetic inferiority, and therefore something that will condemn incels to celibacy forever. So the bone that they post all the time is this picture of a jawbone, like the bottom bone of your jaw. And they'll post shit under it that's like, this bone from the moment you are born decides your sexual future. They, they genuinely think that women will decide whether or not they want to sleep with you by looking at your jawbone. Um, huh? I mean, the excuses that these men make are just insane, but wrist cell? Really? Ladies, put up your hands how many times, put up one finger for every time you've done a thing. Ready? Put up a finger if you've rejected a man because of the circumference of his wrists. Put up a finger if you've rejected a man specifically because of his jawbone. No? Put up a finger if you've rejected a man specifically because 
of how far apart his eyes are. It's another one. Put up a finger if you've rejected a man because of his diaphragm structure. No? Crazy. I don't have any fingers up. That's weird. Um, I think every, most women, no, every woman has rejected men in their life. Um, because we don't really get an option and they see it as a privilege that we get to, quotation marks over that, reject men constantly, um, because they don't know how terrifying it is to have to do that. When a stranger comes up to you in public that you know can physically overpower you, and they start talking to you in a way that you know has emotion and emotional connotation behind it, you know it's a delicate situation. When a situation involves things like, you know, sex and deep emotion that leads to love, um, attraction, that's a very emotionally heavy subject. And men will walk up to women they don't know and start this emotionally heavy subject, which weighs heavy on their shoulders. And they... They don't see how scary it is for us to have to reject that. Um, because when a situation is that delicate, that means the response to it, when we reject them, or, you know, I guess don't reject them, but when we reject them, um, the response to it is more heated and matters more because it's about such a delicate subject. You know what I mean? If you walk up to somebody talking about something so personal and something so important to you, like your self-image, basically when you're going up to a woman and you start talking to her, you're putting all of your self-confidence and all of your emotional stability and your heart out on the table. And these women know how angry that some men will become when you push that off the table, when you're not interested. And there's a million reasons that she could not be interested, but one of them is that you're terrifying her because she knows that if she pushes that off the table, there's like a 50-50 chance that you will harm her in some way. That's fucking terrifying. So you have to choose between <sighs> pretending to be nice and giving them a fake number so that you don't put yourself in danger in that situation or... You know, in my case, I talk about being, you know, this bigger-than-life strong woman, and I want to stand up to these men and not care about their feelings. Um, and in the moment, that's fucking terrifying. In the moment when a man comes up to me and is asking for things from me that he has no right to ask from me, um, it's a lot easier to come up with excuses that don't hurt him on a personal level, you know? Um, I'm gay. I'm married. I'm pregnant. You know, there's all of these things we say, and it depends on the man, whether or not they work. You know, sometimes you say I'm gay, and they say not after having me. Um, sometimes you say I'm married, and they say, so? I didn't ask you if you were married. I asked for your number. Um, you'll say you're pregnant, and they'll say, it's not like I want to marry you, I'm just asking for your number. Who cares if you're pregnant? I mean, there's a response to everything. But if you say, I'm married, and a guy goes, oh, I'm so sorry, 
um, they were never going to be violent in the first place. But now you've avoided taking that risk. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes there is no way to avoid the violence. But trying to is the only thing we're trying to do by rejecting these men. We're not trying to break you. We're not trying specifically all the time to hurt your feelings. Me in particular, sometimes I am trying to hurt your feelings because I'm exhausted. Because I'm exhausted of talking about it. Um, I'll be really nice the first time, you know? Just a stranger. Can I have your phone number? No, I'm so sorry, I'm married. Okay, I didn't ask if you were married. I asked for your phone number. You know what, man? I'm not married. I'm just not interested. I don't want to give you my number. You see, I stop being nice once it's pushy. Um, and a lot of women will just, and it's totally fine to just keep going on with the, you know, I'm married thing and try them to get to go away because of that. But with, with me, I just, I can't keep it in and I end up trying to hurt their feelings on purpose. So with the first response a woman gives you, she's trying to spare your feelings. She's trying to have empathy for you. And she's trying to not break your confidence. Um, but no means no. No because. The because doesn't matter. Whatever the because is after it. The only thing that matters is the no. And that goes for responses like, no, I haven't shaved. Maybe she has. Maybe she has shaved and she just doesn't want you to touch her. But that's a way easier response that might not make you mad. So the, the but, the because, doesn't matter what it is, just the no. So what were we even fucking talking about? Wrist cells? I mean, that's too insane to even take seriously. Um, I mean, that's, that's fucking crazy. Anyways, um, I actually don't have any X, Y, or Z in this dictionary, so we've reviewed the dictionary. Um, now let me pull up my phone and tell you what I'm talking about with the <sighs> hard-to-read comment that I got on this video. So I posted a video um, about the podcast and I talked about three of the terms that we went over um, in part one. And a lot of these responses are, you know, I talked about the, um, the term femoid, which means female humanoid organism, which is basically calling women almost human, but not quite. I got some comments going, we're not fully human, we're part God. Um, some going, sorry, you had to research that. I talked about wrist cell. A lot of people are commenting, wrist cell? Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so goddamn terrifying. Um, this one's interesting. Um, from WAP Monster, which is a sick username, by the way. Hell yeah. Um, she says, or sorry, uh, they say, Honestly, I think calling women female is also a dog whistle because it's men, um, 
because it's men this and men that, but they use that to refer to us when it could be used for animals or anything, to be honest. It's like they forgot to add dog at the end when they call us female. Um, and that's a great, great point. Um, they don't call themselves male in a discussion that isn't biologist biology related they're not going oh these males out here getting all getting all this pussy they're going oh females out here getting all this dick um and that's a great point um referring to women as female in a situation where women is perfectly the exact word that you should be using that's a bit of a dog whistle um uh, okay, let's keep going. Uh, female humanoid organism. That sounds like a horror movie monster. To them, we are. We are horror movie monsters. Um, wow, we're allowed to turn down guys for their wrist size now? Good to know. That's, <laughs> I think that might be my favorite comment. I didn't like that. I'm going to like that now. Um, this next one, I'm not trying to be rude, but the examples you gave are not dog whistles. Those are just slang words they used. Um... And this is not a correct thing to say. Um, so I said, if a regular person hears a word and doesn't associate it with the hateful thing the subgroup does, it's a dog whistle. Um, so if they don't know what the term means, but they don't, like, if they don't associate it with another word, but they don't associate it with it, what it means, it's still a dog whistle. Um, regular women would see the word and come to their own conclusion about its meaning, not knowing the real one, making it a dog whistle. Um, it just irks me when I see conversations being derailed to something pointless when the original statement was about something so critical and sensitive. They reply with basically saying the same thing over and over. Um, then they keep going, you know, I they just they don't they don't understand why this is so frustrating and it's the longest thread in the comment section so i go this is an argument of slight definition difference which my research opposes to yours this video is about something far more important than that and that just is what it comes down to saying you're being not rude and then deflecting the point of the video off its disgusting violence onto a debate about definition is rude and um you know that's the thing it is a dog whistle it's a dog whistle because they say it and we don't know what it means and the other thing about this is that you could i mean the terms dog whistle and slang word at this point, can be interchangeable. Um, and that's because the term dog whistle is way newer than the term slang. Um, dog whistle is... It's such a new culture and a new term used for these very specific situations. And it's born on the internet which means that it's still changing, and likely it'll be ever-changing. Um, for instance, take Pepe the Frog. It started as this totally normal meme, nothing sinister there, and now it's the neo-Nazis symbol for white supremacy. Um, you can't just take something that came from the internet 
and give it this definitive definition. It's just not how the internet works. Terms and terms and subjects that were created by the internet, they're moving targets. They're not something that you can just label and leave the label there. So if if you think that I should have used the term slang and not the term dog whistle, you can totally think that, but you can't be saying to people, the information in this video is wrong because of this. Um, it, it leads people to question the research put into the rest of the video. Um, and that's a very dangerous precedent. It's a video where people could be learning something and then you're putting doubt into their minds over, over whether or not the definition fits your view basically, of the term, um, your viewing of what the definition of a dog whistle is is different than, you know, a hundred million other people's. It's not, uh, it's not set in stone yet. The term is being developed. Um, we're not at a point where you can just define it for yourself. For me, if a person of the general population hears the word and they don't know what it means, but this subset um, and this subculture of people do, that to me is a dog whistle um, because these hateful people are hearing it and the general population is not hearing it. So to me, that's what it is. To all the other research I've done, that's what it is. But if it isn't to you, that's your thing. But please don't get people to discredit the research because of that. And let's just take a second here at the halfway point so I can let you guys know about some discount codes I've got for you with the companies I collaborate with. You can use code JASMINET on GlamDivine.com to get 15% off of a jade roller or a pore cleanser. Both of those are very in right now in the skincare industry and I would recommend them. You can also use code JASMINET to get 15% off all products from Sweet V Jewelry. Um, they sell all their products on Amazon and code JASMINET gets you 15% off. They sell crowns, earrings, hair accessories, belts, you name it. If it's jewelry, they have it and my code makes it even more affordable and it starts off affordable anyways at only $12 for some beautiful earrings. So go check it out. My newest code is with uniwigs.com. I most recently ordered from them a split dye wig, half red, half black, and I've found it super fun to like accessorize my looks in such a noticeable way. So you can use my code JASMINEMUA to get a nice discount on everything on uniwigs.com. I think the deal I'm the most excited about getting for you guys though is on these colored contacts. I've been having a lot of fun with colored contacts recently, so I was very happy when uh, tie-dye reached out to me about a collaboration. Uh, the deal I've got for you guys is really good. You can use code JASMINET to get 15% off one pair, or you can get 40% off of four. So I'm pretty excited about that deal. Um, they are great contact lenses. I will link in the description down below the site to tie-dye and I would highly recommend their contact lenses. I barely notice they're there and once you get used to putting them in, it's not too hard. Anyways, next comment. 
Um, brother bullshit men can pull is on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. That's actually so scary. Um, <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> Manoid. <laughs> yeah, let's start calling them manoids. That's great. Um, this is honestly disgusting. I won't lie. Um, oh, this one I love. You're not supposed to touch your applicator dropper to your skin because it can cause bacteria buildup in the product and be harmful to your skin. Yes, I know, but this is a tester product that a company sent me in a PR kit. And if you've ever tried to film your face so close up, you can see like the cells in your skin, which is how I film my videos, while simultaneously using your left hand to put something on your face. Um, it's not super easy. You know, I either have to touch the dropper to my skin or um, try and get close enough to my skin and squeeze it. And then it just gets on my shirt. So I know that, but I don't feel like getting product all over the place. I'm sorry. OK, um, this is the <laughs> this is the one that I really want to go over in a good amount of detail um, for what will be an obvious few reasons. So let's take a sip of iced coffee. There's the ice. And let's get into this comment. Um, the Patreon users with video access can see the comment, so if you want to be able to see the screen, uh, go to the Patreon link. But for audio listener listeners, um, this comment says, stop demonizing people with genuine mental disorders. Now, haha, um, I'm not sure about you, but from my extensive both research and personal journey with mental health, I see no evidence or scientific research to support that involuntarily celibate is a mental health diagnosis or mental health issue. Um, somebody can have a fucked up way of thinking without it being a mental health issue. It can be them. People can just be bad people. Um, anyways, let's read the thread. So the first response, this girl says, the fuck are you talking about? And uh, yeah, same. <sighs> then this person says, these are not mentally stable people. They need help, not ridicule. <laughs> they believe that they're being discriminated against by women. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just, sorry, there's so many spelling errors. I'm reading it without them, though. In this case, I'm just saying that is what they truly believe. They feel the same way a black person might feel when cops when feel with cops about women. They feel the same way a black person might feel with cops about women. Oh, okay. They're they're comparing. <laughs> they're comparing the way an incel feels about women to the daily fear and true discrimination that systematic racism built over thousands of years, um, how that affects a black person. And them, I mean, this is disgusting. 
And I can tell by the wording and the spell, I can tell by a bunch of things that this is a young person. So it's, I'm, I'm not going to go in on them. Obviously, I'm going to try and be as nice as possible. Um, for future reference, it's not appropriate to compare anything to the struggle that Black and Indigenous people go through in America. There's just nothing that compares to that. And I know that might be hard for you to see as a white person and as a young person, but I can promise you that if you just take my word on that and don't compare anybody's struggle to the struggle of Black and Indigenous people, the older you get and the more educated you get, the more happy you'll be that there isn't this breadcrumb trail on the internet of you saying things like that. So I'll, I'll leave that where it is. And then they go on to say, if it is true is not important, this is the way they feel and helping them understand their faults is the only appropriate way of dealing with this. Um, yeah, um, one of the ways to help people understand their faults is showing them how the general population reacts to their beliefs. Um, seeing how shocking something that you believe is to a normal person or to the, to the average citizen is a lot of the time a way to snap someone back into reality. Um, so saying that it's not helpful for me to display to them how intense their beliefs are to the rest of us is just not true. Um, then this person responds, they aren't mentally ill, they're misogynistic, there's a difference. Yeah, misogynistic people, racist people, um, <laughs> these people want you to find any way you can to make their bigotry okay. They do. Um, obviously, it's not their first option. It's not, you know, what they want. <sighs> obviously, they don't want you to think they're mentally ill because they are ableist. They're absolutely all ableist. Um, but if it lets them keep spreading their hate, then you're doing them a favor. What you are doing here by making an excuse for them and grouping them in with people with mental health issues, um, you're helping them. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> you're helping them to continue their misogyny. I'm trying to help them break free from it. So the irony does not go over my head here. Anyways, um, then this person says, so explain why their way of thinking is wrong. Right now, you're just confirming their beliefs. Um, no. When you make an excuse for a person as to why they are the way they are and why they can't change the way they are, you're giving them not just a reason, but you're, you're enabling them to be this way more publicly. And you're enabling to them to be this way in their minds as a good person, you know? So 
what you're doing is confirming their beliefs. And I'm not sure how you're... <laughs> I'm not sure how you're twisting that in your head to be the other way around. Um, but then I finally reply. I finally step in. Um, I say, using mental illness as an excuse for being a part of a disgusting, violent hate group is gross. I'm mentally ill and I would never consider this. You can be both mentally ill and still a good person. This is an uneducated and horribly damaging point of view to take on this subject. Being part of a hate group and having depression slash anxiety happen at the same time without being related. You also have no idea which one came first. I run a political page and this is still one of the worst takes I've ever seen publicly expressed in response to my content. Um, and then the other person trying to help the commenter says... Um, I'm stating a fact that misogyny isn't a mental illness. It's just being an asshole. If you don't like it, it's on you. Um, and I respond again. This is a video made to, um, sorry. This is a video made to help teach women how to protect themselves from these men by being able to tell when a man is an incel. <sighs> then they say, they need help. They need someone to talk to, someone to show them that they're wrong. They don't have friends, family, jobs, or loved ones. They do have friends, family, and jobs, a lot of them. The notion that incels are people we don't know, people who aren't part of society, just that notion is damaging. I'm trying to get women to be able to see when they know an incel by showing them the dog whistles and you're undoing that by putting the notion out there that men who are out in the world aren't incels that's not true your neighbor your uncle your your date any of these men can be an incel these men who have families who have friends who have jobs who have loved ones are incels. It's not just these secluded men. They're regular men a lot of the time. Not regular, obviously, because of what we're talking about, but other than being an incel, they appear to be regular men on the outside. So saying that they don't have friends or family or a job or loved ones, that's very damaging. Then they go on to make this a moral issue by saying, I'm a human being with the ability to sympathize like all other normal human beings, and I believe that you should not be able to call someone truly evil, ill in leads, you can sympathize with what got them there. Sorry, I'm going to try and decipher what this one means. Ill in leads. I'm going to just ignore that. I'm going to ignore those two words. Um, you should not be able to call someone truly evil. You can sympathize with what got them there. I feel bad for them, and so should you. Um, okay, you can attempt to help someone, educate someone, and save somebody from a life of bigotry without sympathizing with them. Um, and that's a much better way to help them, because I know you don't realize it, but sympathizing with them is not helping them. Um, sympathizing with them is pushing them farther into their beliefs, no matter what you're trying to do while sympathizing with them. I know that you think that you can both sympathize and educate at the same time with these men, 
but you can't. Um, and I know that's a very blanket statement and I try not to make those, but this is one of those times where you can't. You just can't. Um, these men take sympathy in a completely different way than you do. These men take sympathy as and fuck. I'm trying to explain this in the best way possible in case they're listening because it's very important for me that they understand what I'm saying. These men take sympathy as you confirming that they are correct. For the 1,000 comments they say that say they're wrong, you are one comment saying that I understand how you got here and I want to educate you. They don't take that as oh, let me go talk to this person and get education. They take that as, oh, they sympathize with me. It's understandable that I'm like this. Um, That doesn't make them want to get help. You sympathizing with them does not make them want to get help. A lot of situations, it does. For instance, if somebody has a genuine mental illness like depression, you can sympathize with that person. um, And a lot of the time seeing that they have sympathy and that their mental health issue is real and valid can make them feel more empowered in getting help. A lot of the time, a lot of the time somebody with a mental health issue doesn't get help because they don't see their issue as being valid. The difference here is that incels see themselves as over valid. They don't need your sympathy. They already think they're right. They're not going to get help because you sympathize with them. It's different. It's not a mental health issue. Um, I need a sip of iced coffee. Oh, my God. This is, yeah, this is a huge problem. That's the end of the thread. But uh, I don't know. If you guys think I'm wrong and that maybe I don't I don't see how you could think this person is right. I, I'm not even gonna say that actually. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm confused. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me, but this is this is insane to me. Um nobody has agreed with them, thankfully. Uh this video also hasn't to the like blown up or anything yet though, so who knows, guys? Who knows? Um, thanks for going over the incel dictionary with me. It was at times frustrating, <laughs> as these things can be. But um, for all of the frustrating, there's one satisfying thing that happens, and that is being able to spot out these men. Um, so I'm just going to read Population, but back a secret meaning to a community of people, kind all of like the terms. A code word. Okay, so without describing them, just to go over the list, if you hear a man use any of these terms um, out of the context of talking about incels in the way we're talking about incels, if you hear a man genuinely use one of these terms, um, too big a red flag to risk it. Run. A Walt. A W A L T. 
beta, beta bucks, black pill, black op cell two, brain cells, chad, cock carousel, cope, cuck, curry cell, ER slash Elliot Roger, fake cell, femoid or femoid, fuel, as in suicide fuel or life fuel, gym cell, height cell, hypergamy, incel, obviously, incels.me, incel tears, it's over, jbw slash just be white, jfl, kthhfv, which means kissless, touchless, hugless, handholdless, friendless virgin, L-D-A-R, which means lay down and rot. Looks match, meeks. Mental cell. M-G-T-O-W, which means men going their own way. Mogs, normie, roasty, rope, Stacy, suey. True cell, Tyrone, vol cell, and wrist cell. These are all terms where you need to run, run so fast. Oh my God, run. Oh my God, run now. Um, It's not worth just like being like, oh, maybe it means nothing. Maybe they used the term Tyrone to describe a black person they don't know and it just has nothing to do with incels. It's not worth risking. Just run, run, just go. Um, Don't be like, oh, maybe they used the term meeks to describe an attractive person who was ha- arrested and happens to be a criminal, you know, maybe they use that term and they just didn't get it from the incel community. Is it worth risking? No, it's not worth risking. Just get out, girl. Get out. Or guy. I don't think there's gay incels, but... <laughs> I mean, as friends, too. We don't want incels as friends. So just run. Not worth it. Run so fast. You Usain Bolt the fuck out of wherever you are, even if it's your own house, get out. Um, They can be physically violent. They are all emotionally violent and manipulative. They want the worst for you, genuinely. Get out. Do it. Um, Anyways, that's the incel dictionary. I'm sure there are more terms that I could find if we want to keep going over the subject. Um... But I'm going to head over to the bonus episode now. If you want access to the bonus episode, uh, that's where I'm about to be. So, peace out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That was the free episode for this week. If you'd like the exclusive bonus episode in video format also, you can become a Patreon sub, and there's lots of exclusive uh, things for the Patreon subs, but I think that this week's bonus episode is a lot of fun. Um, It's like a commentary reaction video to a uh, little TLC show, so if you want to be part of the club that gets a whole extra episode every Every week and everything in video format, then go to the Patreon link in the description. Got half a heart to give, cause the other part got broken when I was a kid. And I wish I could put my heart on the shelf, but it's hard. 
to give to someone when I don't love myself. No, I don't love myself.